Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I am the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me uh, Daniel Kieber of Evergreen. We're going to be talking about how you use marketing to build relationships because, you know, marketing is about talking to people. It is about, you know, being in front of them. It's, you know, you build relationships and you can control that, though. You know, it's like I say, a lot of people, you're going to get a relationship with the you know, people you're targeting no matter what. But it's what you're saying to them and how you're going about it, whether it's going to be a good relationship or a bad one. Um, I like to give, you know, for this kind of a topic, a quick example. Everybody knows Comcast. Everybody's got a bad relationship, <laughs> right? So, you know, so Daniel, welcome. Uh, welcome on the show. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, your agency, what you guys do. Thanks, Cash. Um, so Evergreen Financial Marketing, we specialize in financial advisors. Uh, and some of the, just the organizations or brands adjacent to that. So RIAs, FMOs, if you're in that space, you know, those fun little acronyms. Um, but we made the decision to specialize there because the marketing needs are just so unique. We actually used to be a full service agency. We serviced everyone from uh, financial advisors to private aviation companies to mechanical engineering. And we realized pretty early on there is a very unique need that a traditional agency struggles to meet when it comes to financial advisors. Uh, they have a strict compliance environment. Um, their value proposition is very different. We always say you're not selling a $20 t-shirt. You're saying, trust me with your life savings. Um, and so when you try and drop a traditional kind of multi-purpose agency into that environment, it's hard to, it's really hard to specialize and create the kind of impact that you're shooting for. Uh, so a couple of years ago, we decided to make the pivot. We went all in on our financial services brands. Um, and so today we serve advisors and kind of the other people in that industry. And we have a high focus on personal branding and relational marketing um, to help build trust in that kind of environment. Yeah. And that's, I mean, with financial advisors, you know, you think of, uh, you know, the Edward Jones people and stuff like that, that you're going to get a lot of those and they're in your community. They're, you know, they are building their own, you know, we understand, Hey, they were, you know, they're Edward Jones and stuff, but that's not who you're having the relationship with. You're having it with that financial advisor. That's who you're talking to. And a lot of industries are that way. You know, you can have people that are in business coaches. You can have people that are insurance agencies and stuff, you know, think state farm and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you're with state farm, but it's the agent that I have a relationship with, you know, so you're not, you know, state farm's not using them, you know, or actually you see in the marketing sometimes that it'll be your local agent and stuff. If you ever mm -hmm. look around, see billboards and stuff, you know, things like that. Bankers can be the same way, you know, mortgage brokers and whatnot. And of course, realtors. So there's a lot of industries that actually, you know, that this applies to because they have to use their marketing and a lot of it can be personal branding and stuff. They're marketing themselves mm -hmm. because it is, you're building a relationship and they're the ones really using marketing to, you know, drive relationships to start it build it, grow that relationship, because those are the people you're going to know. Mm -hmm. I know. So my, my dad's a financial advisor and a pretty darn good one. And it's funny hearing his stories of starting out uh, 20, 30 years ago. And it's, it was the kind of thing where you had the actual physical Rolodex on your desk there. And you would go through after every conference, every networking event, and write down people's names, their numbers, give people calls. A lot of people in the industry, when they started, it was cold calling, things like that. 
And it was just funny because everything they were trying to do was to start and build a relationship. And when they once they got a client, the relationship is what kept them. Um, any spicy financial volatility advisors that the strength of that relationship is tested <laughs> when you're trying to say, don't jump out of the markets, yeah. don't jump off course. So like there's this emphasis on we have to build these one-to-one relationships with every person we can. And now with digital becoming what it is and, and providing the scalability of relationships that it does, uh, the advisor community, the advisor industry is trying to catch up a little bit and utilize that. I know like you were saying before our, our uh, session here, Cash, there's the different industries and each one is trying to figure out how to take the human side of branding, how to take the human side of everything is B2C, B2B, but it's really business to human marketing. Every industry is trying to find a way to bring the power of digital to just the real world uh, power of relationships. Yeah, right. You know, like I said, digital allows us to really spread, you know, like we can be more in front of people than ever before and such. And so it takes, you know, because a lot of these types of people, they're going to do networking groups. They're going to do all sorts of things to be front and center, right? But digital allows them to do it continuously. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like because of the ads you can run, the way you can speak, videos you can do, there's so much, the reach that you can get, but we get Mm -hmm. to know these people. You know, we're building, you know, they say you don't necessarily build a relationship with the company you're building it with the people from the company and that's Mm -hmm. you know that's what you're looking at when you're you know considering you know how you intertwine marketing with the actually you know with relationship building Mm -hmm. i think one of the as a quick example um when i was a kid i was i should i remember exactly how old i was but 2008 the market crash right Mm -hmm. so we were on a small island off the coast of Maine with no internet and no cell service. <laughs> there was and a my, crash and you didn't know it. <laughs> and well, my dad, the financial advisor, had like one spot on the island that he could get phone calls oh, and hear geez. his panicked clients. I mean, it's a heck of a vacation, right? Yeah. No and kidding. so especially as I started getting older and understood more about what he did, I realized in hindsight, like he was like, he was watching the world crumble, his business crumble, all this stuff from the stressful environment of a little island yeah. with no cell service. And now this is not as bad, but the whole SVB collapsed, right? We had the, everyone was nervous, like banks are collapsing. Are we going to have another 2008? It was amazing for our clients to be able to send out polished, professional, edited videos within the span of a few hours to every one of their clients and prospects explaining what their take was. And uh, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're adapting your plans. These are, this is our encouragement. But to have that sent to every one of your clients in a personal relational way in a few hours versus fielding every phone call from hysterical clients. It's that's the power of digital in a relational setting. And you just have to have the system in place to capitalize on that. Yeah, that's huge. That's, you know, it's great that he had such a, you know, system in place because I mean, you know, man, you know, cause yeah, you're in a situation where everybody's panicked. They're trying to get a hold of you and, and whatnot. And you're able to use, you know, that to be in front of it, you know, to, Mm -hmm. you know, to, Headed off at the passes were you know, much higher quality of life. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because, you know, that's the other thing, too. You know, when you're doing this kind of stuff, you know, when you are in that position, you are the person that everybody's going to call, you know, typically and stuff because they have that relationship with you. That's and it's the expectation they have on their end mm-hmm. you know, that they should. So you've got to be prepared for such, you know, those kinds of situations. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, you know, let's talk about marketing and you know, because of it, it's so much in the way of personal, you know, branding and, you know, 
building relationships. So how do we make it genuine? How do, how do, you know, people like financial advisors and real estate agents, you know, how do they come across as not being, you know, it's authentic versus, you know, like I say, we don't want that corporate feel, you know, like I say, you can be with Edward Jones or somebody else, you know, but you got to come off as being personal. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that this is one of my favorite pictures to use to explain our process to financial advisors. Um, there's a lot of pre-written, we affectionately call canned stuff out there that you can copy paste to your website. And in yep. certain industries, that's a great model because you just need to have good answers to common questions. Mm-hmm. But with financial advisors, there's a lot of reasons someone wouldn't give you their money unless there's a high level of trust. Yeah. In terms of you need to establish a personal sense of familiarity. And so when you talk about the emphasis on things like a personal brand or being authentic, one of the things that separates our advisors is that they are full of stories that are compelling, that are human, that are relatable. Um, and I can sit here and say, I could come up with things to create for you, but I would much rather turn the tables and create a process to mine your experience. Yeah. I told one advisor, you're like, I, this is the, the picture I like to use. I'm like looking at the outside of the mountain and I can tell from the characteristics on the outside that there's gold inside it. My process as the marketer is to mine it, excavate it, get it out in raw form, and then I will polish it, help distribute it. And so for our agency, what a lot of times we'll do is just like, okay, how is it authentic? You could take something as boring as retirement accounts and talk about, okay, talk about the time that you had a person come into your office. They were saving money. They felt like they were doing all the right things, but they were still really nervous because they weren't sure if they were going to have enough. Um, what, What were they missing? How did you help them? And it's so funny. There's an immediate correlation between real life stories, real life compassion, real life concern, and can here's three things to do with your Roth IRA. So, yeah. But we focus on you, the person. How does your experience and your relationship with your clients and with the world around you uh, help give us context to the kind of person you are, so that someone doesn't just know about more Roth IRA details but they know that you are a person they trust with their money. It's a very different perspective. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing you can't do with that canned content because yeah, it can tell you about the Roth IRA, but it can, it's not going to come across as, you know, that's an informational piece, you know, about Mm -hmm. a product. That's not anything about the advisor or anything and what they're, you know, who you're going to be actually working with. And that, like I say, that goes across, you know, the board, you know, for other industries too. I say it's not just financial advisors because if you're a real estate agent, you know, they can do a number of things too, where it's like, yes, everybody helps sell your house. Maybe they're good at it. Maybe they're not good at it, but you know, but do they really care about, you know, the experience for the client? not just about getting the most money, you know, mm-hmm. are they going to understand the situation? So for example, you know, if you're a real estate agent and you're helping them find a house, mm-hmm. finding that dream home, finding that perfect setting and stuff, you know, you know, th- that, you know, they understand and they're actually listening to say, mm-hmm. I'm tired of crowds. I'm tired of the city. I'm, you know, I am looking for this ideal setting. And because that's, you know, for, from the realtor, you know, realtor standpoint, it's going to take a little bit more work, right. You know, to be able to do that. So that's, but that's who you want to connect with. And the realtor through their marketing and stuff is going to, has to be able to portray that. That's what their intent is. That could be who they really are, you know, (laughs) really are. That's what they're really going to try to do. Their marketing though, has to tell the story that that's actually, you know, so you understand that. Yes. Because everybody can say it. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're all going to do it. So your marketing has to really, you know, come across as being authentic and portray it correctly. Mm-hmm. That's spot on. My insurance agent, my realtor, our uh, benefits advisor, every one of them was referred to us by someone we trusted, and we researched them online before we called. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> even in something like real estate, people put their ads in their face everywhere. But it really is the person who wins the saturation game that starts getting the leads. Uh, you make an interesting point too. So you research them all online. And this is something that I've always talked about. And this goes back to your marketing. This goes back to your website and stuff and the way that you do things to portray yourself. Um, I love it when I run into somebody that says, well, I get all my business through referral and word of mouth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anything you put online is marketing. If Mm -hmm. you have a website, it is marketing. Okay. That's its purpose. That's why it exists. It is to educate and inform the visitors and so it is marketing for you. Yeah. And so if you don't take the time, you know, to put into those things as part of, you know, personalizing your marketing, letting people know, you know, you're not taking true advantage of it because like you just said, everybody was referred to you. You looked them all up online. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. And when they say that I rely on word of mouth and stuff and, and I get plenty of business that way. Everybody gets looked up online nowadays, okay? Yeah. Because because I can be referred, but I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I want to see who you are and understand you before I'm even going to call you. That's it's a it's understated, and I think people because in the old days, <laughs> old days, um, <laughs> if you didn't have a website, like it mattered less because it was less of a, a buyer behavior pattern of checking things out online. Yeah. And one thing, this is this is just advisors are just starting to catch on to this a little bit. Because forever, it's been a, you should talk to my guy or you should talk to the the girl I work with. Um, But one of the lifebloods of advisor like retention and and cash flow is you have the parent or grandparent generation that introduces their kids to an advisor as they grow, right? Yeah. This young millennial to Gen Z is trending hard to we don't need an advisor. And so their parents can refer them but are they finding something compelling that pushes them over the edge? Most of them will say things, and this might be a good weed out anyway, but like we don't have enough money or like now nah, we'll just do so like Robin Hood or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you start to, if you're not proactively saying this is the value proposition, you shouldn't just have an insurance person. You shouldn't just have a financial advisor. It's why do they have you? What is what are you saying that's compelling that's beyond like a commoditized message, right? Mm-hmm. And so for the space that we work in, there is a high emphasis on talking about more than just what you do. Like for example, uh, we had a, a half day video shoot with a client just two days ago, and I had the two advisors interviewing each other to really get the best questions. And like one of the questions was like talking about your dad like had a medical disability growing up. And you guys were really just your community rallied around you. Can you tell me a little bit about how that taught you the value of generosity and giving? And that's, that is a conversation that as uh, my project manager and I were sitting there listening to, we were looking at each other like, write this down. <laughs> this is like yeah. one of the most like, heart moving stories. Mm-hmm. But then you talk about someone who is of means and has money and is like, they want to leave a legacy, but they're concerned about like the negative impact of giving indiscriminately, things like that. It's just like suddenly your story is compelling and it's not just you should give generously because it's good. <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff where you you someone hears that and says, you're the kind of person I want yeah. to work with, not just you do something I need. 
Yeah, no, those, that's a great story because, you know, it's, it's getting to the, the heart of, you know, that person and why do they do it and why do they believe it and stuff. And, you know, because a lot of people, depending on the industry they're in, they can, you know, some people don't do this, but a lot of them will develop an actual passion. You know, mm-hmm. they really do believe, yeah. you know, what the mission is like, you know, one of the things I've always liked about marketing and I've told, told people this is, you know, marketing has um, a number of impacts. You know, we impact a bunch of people in different levels, you know, and the way I look at this is, is like, OK, if I grow my agency, I might hire more people in and then I impact them. Right. Because I've given them livelihoods and everything, in which case, you know, those people, I impact their families. OK. Mm-hmm. But now if I'm really good at my job, I impact my clients. You know, and my clients, okay, I end up with multiple impacts there because if they do well, because I did my job well, they hire more people and that impacts their families. And then if they offer a really good service and I think I really believe in what they're doing and I help them sell more, I get them more customers that are impacted by a really good service. Right. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, and so, and I believe that because it's like, I know that, you know, I've seen the benefits, you know, and the impact it's had over so many years of doing this and such, you know, so you consider those things and that's what you want to do. You know, people in a financial advisor, yes, they're going to do well over time, and but they do well because they do their job well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they have that, you know, they've worked with a number of clients. They see people to retirement, you know, they see that they, you know, that work is paid off. And mm-hmm. those people have retired more comfortably or they've handed things down to their children and stuff. And everything, you know, you get, you know, potentially generational wealth and whatnot. And so that works mm-hmm. really well. So if you really believe in what you do, mm-hmm. you, you want to be able to have that influence your marketing and share that with people because that's what's coming from the heart. That's, you know, something that's, like I say, it's going to have a lot more impact. Mm-hmm. We, we filmed a story. Oh, it was absolute deer jerker. I did not know what the story was going to be about. And I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't prepared. Um, one of our clients had helped a woman. Her husband was diagnosed with a really crippling disability about three years before he hit his pension. Oh. Um, and the day that they got that diagnosis, their first phone call was to their kids. Their second phone call was to the advisor saying, what do we do? And I got to hear the story 10 years down the road where the advisor just took such attentiveness and care to their situation and solved it. Like he's a practically, he's a very good advisor. And I'm sitting here filming this, knowing that the person in front of me is talking about like their, per, their picture of retirement, like all these big changes and the advisor provided the stability that they needed as a couple mm-hmm. to not just be okay, but to have a positive outlook on life. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing where the advisor wasn't in the room when that story was being told. I walked right to the other room to his office, interrupted him like, you need to watch this and stuff like that. Like you will never find that in a canned situation no, you um, until you mine for those stories. Yeah. And so for you, like there's people who look at a marketing agency and say, am I just a paycheck, but I need what you do and yada, yada. But to know the why of the people you're working with, like I'm driven to help you succeed because I believe business at its best is the best thing in the world. It's a yeah. great vehicle for good. Suddenly that changes the relationship you have with your clients and prospects. And that's awesome. Yeah. Video can be an interesting, you know, like you can really get across a lot of storytelling and stuff and, and, you know, the impact it has, we did a video um, a couple of years ago for a mobile mammogram unit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so 
and during that, for the video, we ended up interviewing the people that run the unit and some of the nurses that do it, but also some of the patients, including one that had saved her life, you know, mm. because if she had, if they had not detected, cause they go around to churches and, you know, places and set up shop, it's a big RV. Yeah. yeah. And so if they didn't, if she had not gone in there and they had, you know, detected That's that, incredible. You know, um, she would not, you know, she would have died from it eventually, you know, because she would have never known, you know, so, you know, and she was, you know, it was a tearjerker when she was telling her story and everything. She was brought to tears and stuff. And then you got the nurses watching too, you know, and they're like, you know, they're doing the same thing. And it's like, you know, and that, and the, the thing is, is it gets across that that, you know, in their case, that's the, that is the mission. That is the mm -hmm. reason they do it, you know, because it saves lives and such. And so, you know, and, and there's so many people that have those kinds of stories, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I say, a lot of them are essentially solo practitioners and stuff and they do it, you know, because they really believe in what they're doing. They love what they're doing and such, you know, and every industry has those. It doesn't matter if it's the mortgage mm -hmm. broker that managed to get somebody that, you know, the loan that they needed for their first house, you know, to the real estate agent that sold that house, you know, mm -hmm. or found it for them. You know, there's people, you know, across the board that, you know, have those stories and that's what they need to be you know, talking about in their marketing to make it so that people have a, you know, ends up developing a connection. And you say, that's who I want to go with. That's and not generic. Good, that's authentic. That's amazing to the brand that is tied to that story. Right. You know, just in terms of we have clients that they'll send us things being like, oh, this guy really bothers me, but he's getting so much engagement. Or <laughs> That's like the petty side of it. But sometimes every once in a while you have like, that's a beautiful like piece of, of material that it's a beautiful message put together by marketing team yeah. that is tied to a brand and just that goodwill or that admiration. We had a client that put out a $50,000 match to a foster care uh, ministry. Wow. And it was kind of funny behind, not behind closed doors, but there was a quiet, like, well, we'll see if we have to write a $50,000 check. We challenged them to market the opportunity to participate. And they raised 75,000 and had to write a $50,000 check, which was really fun. But it was just that moment of when I had suggested, I was like, have you guys thought about like sitting down and doing a video with the founder of this, this uh, organization? Mm -hmm. And we like, they, they set aside, they pay for a quarterly like professional content day. And they set aside a half an hour to invite her to come and talk. And suddenly one, they donate $125,000 and their clients join them, like everybody yeah. to a foster care organization. And they use marketing to, to spread that message, tie their brand to that theme of charity and caring for those in need. That is the kind of thing you, you need to be creative to pursue that. And when you do, it's enormous. Yeah. It's and and the thing is, is it has true impact. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Marketing is, you know, it can be used to spread that kind of awareness. You're trying to do something. It is spreading the, the word of your brand, okay, because mm -hmm. you're the sponsor and stuff. You're the person that's willing to do this in the case of the match and such. You know, so you, you're going to see a benefit, but you're also going to be able to get people behind the cause and understand that this is an organization also worth supporting because, you know, they're doing something good you know, with mm -hmm. this, because that's a lot of money. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not, a, <laughs> yeah. that's not a small amount, you know, and they were willing to help this other organization. And what they're doing in this case is they're raising awareness of their own organization and that organization. 
mm-hmm. you know, you know, I say in the case of the, you know, you know, foster kids and stuff, which is, you know, so you've got, you know, a double impact there mm-hmm. and it's all through a single campaign. Mm-hmm. No, it is, it is worth noting. And I just want to make a side note. We encourage our clients to not just per se talk about headlines, but to be the headlines. You talk about like the real life impact. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to give away tons of money. That's an expensive yeah. marketing strategy. We did one for Mother's Day where we called and we called it "Invest Like a Mom," and we interviewed moms about their experience raising kids and some of the parallels of like good investing. It has is focused on the long term. You ride out the turbulence because you're focused on the end goal. Things like that. That cost us zero dollars to make, but it was a, a very sincere. My own mom was in the video. It was yeah. very sincere. Like we need to take time to honor this. And let's do it through the vehicle of a brand. So stuff like that, like there is a lot of creativity, but be the headline, do something of note. Don't just talk about other people. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing is, is you're, when we're talking about marketing and how you're building relationships and stuff, it is how you're getting apart. You know, some of it's not individual stories. Some of it's the things your organization or you, you know, end up doing and you're, you know, leveraging that yes, to market your business and whatnot, but like I say, you're doing it with a kind of a cause and a mission behind it mm-hmm. you know, to be able to spread that word and stuff. And I think that's where a lot of, I think a lot of um, individuals, they miss the mark on that. You know, they don't mm-hmm. see, you know, or don't think that they can do things that can have that kind of an impact because it, it, it has a, a major impact, it, you know, or at least it can if it's done right. Mm-hmm. And I know from our conversation earlier, there are certain things that you say like there's checking the box marking. There are certain boxes you need to check to get your, your, your staples correct. And it sounds like for you guys, like you do a really good job of providing just a rock solid foundation yeah. from where people can be creative with those one-off things. Cause they're not overwhelmed or overpaying for the, the like the, the staples yeah. they need, like their website presence or an active social presence. And I really encourage our advisors. Like once you have hit that baseline of we're doing the things we should be doing, Mm-hmm. Now we can dream about the things we could be doing. And that's a big difference. Yeah. That, I like how you say that. You know, like I say, get the things out of the way that we should be doing and then do the things we can't, you know, that we mm-hmm. could be consider what you could do. And then you take it up a notch and end up doing those things, you know, because, you know, like I say, you've got your basics, you, you know, marketing always has those things that you want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and every industry, those basics are going to be you know, a little bit different. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but there's a number of things that, you know, from there, if you're going to elevate, your own brand, um, whether it's, you know, the company or uh, personal brand, however you may, you know, whatever you may be um, wanting to do from there, you're going to be able to take it, you know, and really, like I say, build the awareness. So let's say real estate agents, they work for brokers, right? You know, they're not building up the brokerage. They remember the people remember the agent. Mm-hmm. And they remember whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. They remember if they're, you know, somebody that they can really relate to, or not, mm-hmm. you know, so you want to consider that, like I say, I'll think of the Edward Jones guy, you know, but how many Edward Jones guys are, you know, are in town and, mm-hmm. you know, if I meet them, I'm going to end up developing a relationship with that person. And from there, mm-hmm. they're no longer Edward Jones. They're, you know, that's my financial advisor. It's a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. I know I, our realtor was long and foster. And the only reason I remember that is because that realtor is everywhere <laughs> in terms of social media and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's just that kind of like, I don't have an opinion of Long and Foster, but I have an opinion of Mia and she represents Long and Foster to me. 
So even like if you're on the brokerage level, like you need to be empowering. If you're on the, the group level, you need to be empowering the people who represent you. And I know like for you, you work with a lot of these individuals. For us, we work primarily with independent advisors. So you're not going to see them with like Edward Jones. They have very different marketing rules, things like that. But just that element of we'll have a group of advisors, 30 people in an RIA, 100 people that they want to empower the individual advisors to have a great website, to have active content marketing. And on a corporate level, they can sponsor people to be successful by equipping them in this way. And so things like that, like staples, absolutely. Encouragement, coaching, and in some cases with the budget, implementation of more creative solutions, that is how you start to leave an imprint. That That's awesome. At the same time, if your website's not mobile friendly, the best campaign in the world doesn't really help you. So it, it's a good balance of solid staples creativity. Yeah, I'm going to, I think that's a perfect note to finish on. You know, the, like I said, that's your ideal takeaway right there. So, um, Daniel, how would people get a hold of you if, you know, like I say, you work in the financial advisor space. So if you're a financial advisor, you know, so, you know, so they need to be working with you. So how do they, how do they reach you? Yeah, thanks. So um, website, which is probably where you can learn more about how we offer what we offer and a little bit more about our philosophy. Um, Evergreen F. M.com. It's like evergreen financial marketing, evergreenfm.com. And then uh, my favorite water cooler is LinkedIn. So if you look up Daniel Kiever, it's me with the old green headshot background going on there. Um, that's my favorite place to hang out. And I love having conversations there. Okay. Well, this has been great. We've been talking about how you use, you know, relate, you know, your marketing to help you build relationships. It's really good for solopreneurs and stuff, but also other organizations, you know, obviously can take advantage of it too. You know, and you want to be authentic. You want to be able to, you know, let people in a little bit, what drives you, what motivates you and stuff. If you can do that, you know, you can really, uh, you know, win in that space. Uh, my name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. It's been another great uh, episode. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. It was wonderful having this conversation. And thank you for joining us. Tune into the next episode. Thanks, Cash. <laughs>